be careful of the pod, America's most gelatinous podcast, consuming all in its path, the pod people. I'm Matisse Fenrossum. I'm creeping and leaping and gliding and sliding across the floor and the walls. And the doors. And the doors. And the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, your gooeyest boy, uh, Ben Sheets. Tonight you can call me Steve McCleave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, please don't. Uh, you can call me Cleveland Mosher. Cleve McQueen. Cleve McQueen. That's right. Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen. Life is a highway. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. And I'm going to blob it all night long. Hey, you know what? Happy birthday to us, boys. Happy yes. birthday. Oh, my God. Six years. Six years. Six years of podcasts. When does it start, or when does it stop being impressive, and when does it start being sad? Um, not I think yet. I, I not, got, not quite. Not I quite. think we got a couple more years before it starts like being sad. Yeah, it's ten, like sad. You know, ten is when it starts getting sad. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so we're not there yet. We're entering our seventh year. This is a this is a, a, a long running podcast. When we started this, we were just little baby. Ba- we were just little babies. Just little. Just little tiny baby boys. Just little tiny boys, and now <laughs> tiny little boys, and, and now two thirds of us are thirty, elderly, and on death's door. That's right, <laughs> decrepit thirty-year-olds. De- decre- decrepit thirty-year-olds. Speaking of decrepit thirty-year-olds, <laughs> this year for our podiversary, <laughs> our original versus remake. That is a good segue. We're yeah, I know we're we're talking about the blob. And uh, so we have to start with the original, where it all began. Starring Lightning McQueen. 1958. The Blob, directed by, oh, forgot Uh, his name already. A human being. Uh, Irvin S. Yaworth, Jr. And starring Steve McQueen. And it tells the, the harrowing tale of... A big ball of goo that comes from the stars. And, and scrapes and creeps and greeps and, and glides across the floor. And, and the walls. And goes through And the goes door. under the door. And... We're going to say that so many times. We're going to get too much mileage out of that. Man. Well, because it's the most... We're just got to say it right out, right off the bat. It's, it's, the most, it's the most notable part of the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, starts starts with the the opening credits of the film. Um, totally uh, bizarre tone for like a creature feature, even from the fifties. Because yeah. it's like it's a fucking fun, like, upbeat holiday party, like sur- surf rock kind of <laughs> song. And it, you know, it's emphasis going on, on surf, less on rock. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's like early mid fifties pop. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. Burt Bacharach did it early in his career. It's going for a while before the lyrics kick in, and then it's telling us, "Be careful of the blob. It creeps and it leaps creeps and glides and, and slides the across the floor and through, and through the walls and, the wall, and, and under the door. Be careful of the blob." <laughs> it rules. It's, it's great. Yeah, you know, it's, we talk about like how more movies should have theme songs all the time. Original music, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're used to getting it, you know, in, in 80s movies at the, the the closing credits. But, yeah, this is really like... A, they, they start with This is right like a the theme game. song, you know. Which is the right call. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so we know before the movie even starts what we're getting. One, we have to be careful of the blob. It's great. Because it creeps, it leaps. It scrapes. It glides, 
it slides. slides across the floor and through and and under, under the door. Yeah, but they say and on the, the walls in the song. Be careful of the blob. Be careful of the blob. Wait, wait, have we done the pop noise yet? Because they do the little. They do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. It's pretty great. Yeah, and then the movie starts. And it gets really boring. It's real boring, <laughs> y'all. Spoilers. Man, I, uh... none, none of us had seen this before. This is our first time seeing it. Um, you know, yeah. slight spoiler for <sighs> next week. We we really chose this as the original versus remake because we want to talk about the 80s one. Yes. Yeah. Um, which we will in, in great detail next week. I'm raising my hand. I, uh... This seems like a movie you would have seen before, though. Yeah. I well, I feel bad because I still don't think I can tell people I saw this one. I fell asleep for like the, bat, the last five minutes of this movie. <laughs> well, I mean, you uh, saw them the first hour and twenty minutes of it. Yeah, twenty-five yeah. minutes of it. I uh, don't worry. We can. We'll fill you in on the last five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Once we get there, thanks, we can't. Buds. We can't jump ahead to the end. I, I feel bad, but I I got real sleepy. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, maybe this is just one of those things where, with the context of the much better 80s version, like The Thing, um, you know, with... And, and that The Thing from Another World is is Howard Hawks, who is a much more notable director than this yeah. guy. Um, but, but, I mean, that still, one isn't very good either. Still kind of boring. Um, yeah, I, to think, like, this was, like, the scariest movie in 1958. Bullshit. Shows you how... It wasn't. How, yeah, what was? Yeah, what was the scariest movie of 1958? Dog, movies, there were movies from the 40s that were way scarier than this. Well, I mean, people thought this was scary in the 50s, legitimately. Well, they were wrong. They were wrong. Yeah, they were wrong, because they were pussies. <laughs> well, the, the interesting... Wow, calling out an entire generation. <laughs> the interesting you watch thing... out, right? That's, that's one of the greater generations. What are they going to do about it now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Break a hip? Yeah. It'd be dead. Um, no, I, uh, I do. I think there's, there's plenty of scarier films from this time. I think any of the Draculas are scarier. You know, I think, I think the, 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 the original, was scarier. the original invasion of the body snatchers. I think that came out like four years before this or yeah. around the same yeah, time. Scarier? Much yeah, better yeah, movie. That one is, yeah. It's scary. Yeah. But then it didn't come out in 1958. Like I said, this is the scariest movie of 1958 for... For those old, old ass silent generation, greatest generation boomers. Silent generation. But yeah, this movie was a bit boring. Um, You have the Criterion Blu-ray edition of this, which uh, we watched many many years ago, and I still hadn't watched it. No, the uh, the Fly came out this year. That year. Have you seen the fifties Fly? Um. Yes. A very long time ago, though I was a child. I still thought it was scary. Fiend without a face. We got the crawling eye. The brain eaters. Attack Have you seen the any of these movies? No. Uh, <laughs> the beast. Hold on, I'm still going. There's still more. Dude, this dude, the haunted strangler came out this year. Oh my god! Yo, motherfucking she demons. Whoa. I mean, you know, as an incel, that's that not scary. scary. That just makes me horny. Uh, Earth versus the spider, <laughs> which I would probably think that's scarier. Um... Blood of the Vampire, Monster on the Campus. Okay, hold on, I'm just going to keep going. These are great. Oh, Attack of the Puppet People? It's got a big dog on the cover? I don't know what that's about. Frankenstein's Daughter, Bride of the Beast, War of the Colossal Beast, The Lost Missile. How do you lose a missile? 
Um, Bro, the U.S. government literally just lost <laughs> about 35, dog. <laughs> I redact my previous statement. You are correct. How to make a monster the Colossus of New York Knight of the Blood Beast. Yo, it's got a severed head To be clear, I don't think this is the scariest movie of 1958. I think people at the time probably thought it was. Because think about it. They probably saw, like, what, five movies a year? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't say. I was not. I was not bopping and scatting around in 1958. No, you, you could like go watch serials for like a nickel around this time, man. Like people were in and out of the movie theater. Hey, all the, the, time. the the kid, the quote unquote kids in this movie who they're, go to they're going to see the Midnight Spookies, the yeah. the, the Midnight Spook show, I and they said and they said that cost them again. eighty cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. People yeah, fucking love the movies in the fifties. Like they're gone all the time. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have Netflix and Hulu and Tubi. Yeah, dude. I think people go to the movie theater less now than they do then. All right, fun little song. Oh, the Screaming Skull. I bury the living. There's so many. There's so many like movies that came out. Horror movies that came out in the fifties. 1958 specifically. I was gonna say yeah, there were a lot of horror movies that came out in the fifties. Yeah, what's your What's your point yeah, now? What? Oh, yo, motherfucking. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know the Dracula that has Christopher Lee in it. Like that's pretty cool. He was in like ten of those. Yeah, yeah. The, ha- the, ha- the hammer, the hammer horror uh, Dracula movies. Are we just vamping it? Because uh... I think we're doing anything <laughs> to avoid shame. talking about the Blob. Yeah, uh, yeah that yeah. Because uh, I don't know what are, what are we going to talk about. This movie was pretty. Can this we, movie was boring. Can we not just like hit the beats? Because that that would just be like terrible air. Um, what do you uh, want to, well, by well, all means, what do you well, want to talk about instead? Actually, Cleve, can you describe the details of this movie to me? Well, I fell asleep in the latter half, so... Was uh, it the latter half or was it the last five minutes? Which one was it? Uh, coming and going. Uh, <laughs> um, I think, uh, I was trying, I was, it was a real struggle. Uh, this is, this isn't... I will say this is not like he ate the too many cookies really and got a sugar crash. Yeah, so I did do that. I, we were at the pharmacy and their beer selection was kind of piddling, and I decided that instead of getting beer, I would just get cookies for the same price. So I had cookies instead of beer. I don't don't ask me the logic on not that. Not equivalent. You didn't. I, I, it won't hold up. But. You didn't have to tell that whole story. You could have just said you ate some cookies. You, you did that. You did that to yourself. It's fun here. You're doing it to yourself, Playboy. All right. So, uh, you know, what was the question? What happens in this movie? Yeah. What? I, there's a the fucking thing that comes out of space. They get scared. No one listens to them, and then and then it shows up, and there. It's it's kind of poorly strung because like Steve McQueen is like the uh, the, the youth who is all worried about the creature. The roughest seventeen year old I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, speaking of segue from earlier, yeah he he is supposed to be seventeen. Um, in reality, he's twenty eight. We looked it up. Uh, but he but he sure looked looks, about thirty eight. He looks about yeah. thirty eight. He's got the crow's feet from all the smoking. Yeah. Uh, the apparently he was constantly chain smoking throughout the film. Well, I mean, there are a couple of shots where, like, close-up shots where you can see, like, little whiffs of smoke drifting up behind his back because he was literally just holding his cigarette off camera. Yeah. Like, 
It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> kind of badass. It's pretty yeah, funny. Great. Kind of, kind of great. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just like man, we think it. We we talk about it being bad in like some '90s and 2000s movies where they've got like grown adults playing high schoolers, like. This is insane, man. Yeah. Well, I will say, in fairness, have you seen pictures of people in the 50s? They look old, generally. Like, it's true. Teenagers looked, like, a little rougher in yeah, general. Well, not to say that even then, like, this was not passable. Not this bad. No. Not this no. bad. Um, well, that's because they weren't they weren't feminized by liberalism yet. They, they weren't were drinking the estrogen milk. Yeah, they were real. That's true. They hadn't they hadn't uh, they hadn't gotten the COVID nineteen vaccine. They didn't yet. have their soy. They had their yeah. soy lattes. Yeah. They weren't they weren't woke. Yeah. woke yeah. Men. They were real men. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were seventeen year olds who looked like they were thirty eight. Yep. It definitely wasn't the chain smoking. <laughs> Definitely wasn't chain smoking. Uh, so you asked me for details. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I, okay. Yeah. There's a meteor crashes. It's 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 the plot from that that one creep show episode um, or short. But it's a, a meteor crashes. Uh, there's a blob in it. Uh, blob attacks farmer. Uh, Steve McQueen, young Steve McQueen, find him, finds him and his girlfriend. Uh, they take him to a doctor. The thing eats the man and the doctor, and uh, no one will believe Steve McQueen. For a very long period of time, no one believed Steve McQueen. But nothing comes out of it, unless I fell asleep when there was, like, some sort of character payoff there. No. The whole town just rallies uh, around for no reason, and then they find, they see it in the store, but only it's Steve McQueen again. And then the the one police officer who doesn't believe him goes into the store, and he comes back out, and he's like, you know there sure isn't a blob in there, and then immediately the blob shows up, which kind of undercuts any of the tension, the, the potential tension that could have been there. Like, there's no moment where no one believes him. There's no. They always kind of half believe him. Like, it's not well, one of those things where it's like, oh my god, the thing, it's on the wing of the plane, it's gonna eat everybody. And like, they're all like, no, sir, you're crazy. And he's like, ah, I'm not crazy, there's a thing. Like, there's, it's never that dense. They're always kind of like, well, maybe he's right, but maybe he's not. Let's wait till the morning and it's like the most boring shit in the world it's, it's never like, it's never that tense like at all no like, even when the blob is like a, a present threat it feels like it was made by by people sleepwalking to somnambulists you could yeah like you 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 could like cut it quicker to give it like some more energy like you need that runtime <sighs> yeah i mean, yeah, just I mean get... this movie was under 90 minutes yeah, I but will say, it's got a cute wow. dog in it. It does, it does. have a. It does the have the farmer's dog is cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, aesthetically, the like the the chick like with the with the nineteen fifties dress, like holding the little dog. Aesthetically, it's great. I mean, aesthetically, the the Technicolor is super vibrant Vivid. and nice. The yeah. rain is sweaty. Like, that was maybe it's, the most you know redeeming quality of the. Yeah, movie. I think the problem is that like the entire movie is set at night. And so there's never really anything particularly interesting to look at. It's always just kind of like black backdrops with like the actors like spotlit. Like the color quality is nice. Um, like it's and you know we watch a, a nice like Criterion Blu-ray transfer, so like it looks good for what it is. Yeah, no, I I I really like the Technicolor look of this. <laughs> it has you know a very distinct like, three-strip Technicolor mm-hmm. vibe to it, 
Which is great. And, you know, like like you said, it is mostly set at night. But you have the really vibrant, you know, cars, which are great. Yeah, you know, the, 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 the shiny old, 50s cars. Yeah, those retro cars. The blob itself is like a reddish jello looking thing. And it looks just like strawberry it's jam. It's just jam, yeah. <laughs> It's probably what it was <laughs> in a lot of their shots. Just, they just dumped they just dumped some jam over uh some miniatures and sort of like shoved it through some windows. I will say you guys said there there wasn't any tension with the blob itself and I actually disagree slightly. I think near the beginning once they get like the weird farmer guy to the doctor's office and uh the nurse comes in to check on the guy and the guy's gone and suddenly the blob is bigger and on the floor and she freaks out knocks over a light and the whole place goes dark you thought that scene was tense well i think in the darkness and him not knowing where it is there is some tension there uh, yeah, mm. I kind of disagree, yeah, though. A couple of minutes, maybe. I, I kind of disagree, though, because, like, and this is the case throughout the whole movie, like, the music is never, like, high energy. So the music never reflects, like, the sense of danger. And, like, the part where they're, like, the, the blob is, like, bigger, and, like, the doctor and nurse are in the room, and she's like, oh, my God, doctor, I'm so scared. He's like, don't get near it, and it's just like... Throw acid on it. It's just like, <laughs> it's not moving. Like, it's just like, it's just a blob sitting there, and he's like, I'm gonna go get my gun. You stay here. She's like, no, doctor, don't leave me alone. I'm so scared. And then, like, immediately as he runs out of the room, she trips on over nothing. A lamp. She trips over. Yeah, well, she knocks over the lamp as she's falling. She doesn't trip on the lamp. Trips she, on the blob. She just falls over nothing, and we don't even see like the blob like start to cover her or anything. It's just she's like, ah! you know, like uh, like like a like a silly woman. <laughs> that. It's the fifties. That's what they're. That's what they're doing. They're not yeah. shy about that. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> like a trope from this movie too. Yeah, like hysterical woman hysterical knocking wo- shit over. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and then the lights go out, and then it's like, okay, where is it? And I guess that's maybe kind of tense, but I don't know. It's just like the movie has no energy. The music has no energy. It's not edited with any sense of energy. The characters are, like, barely, like, emoting. Even in, like, the, the, the points where they're in, like, the most danger. We gotta get to... We gotta go find the, the CO2 mm-hmm. e- extinguishers. Go and, go and bring as many of them as you can find. Yeah, the, the, I think the most egregious is when the, the police captain comes out of the movie theater, which, assumedly, is full of the blob devouring people. Yes. And he walks out and he just goes... That's the worst thing I've ever seen in my he's life. Like, he's like, don't go in there. It won't do any good. That's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yep. It's Delivered like... <laughs> like a man who just saw true horrors. Um, another favorite of mine when we're talking about the weird tone is uh, after uh, their parents have come to get them from the police station, our protagonists go back to their home, change, and then uh, meet back up again outside under a plastic willow tree. Yes. Uh, which, uh, where then uh, Steve McQueen uh, has, has his moment uh, he just has a moment where he he recounts the events that we have seen so far, and 
God, this movie's fucking boring. And um, he he's he's talking about like I saw him. He I I I, I saw the thing like devour him by his head. It was it was gruesome and terrifying. And the whole while, it's this like shiny, colorful. Vibrant Technicolor under a fake fake ass plastic tree and the strings, man. It's like romantic music. The, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a it's it's, it's the shot like a violin scene. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's like it's some fucking like they're supposed. You think they're about to like hug each other tight and, and she's talk like, about how they're never gonna see each other again or like something romantic and sweet. And she's like, "I believe you, Steve." And it's like, "Yeah, bitch, you were there." <laughs> <laughs> Like it's so weird too. It's like when like, the police ask her earlier, it's I like, know. did you just like, did you see this so-called monster? And she's like, well, no, not exactly. It's like, but you did though. You yeah, saw it, was it on the, the guy's hand. You saw it while it was eating the the hobo's hand yeah. earlier. Like you did see it. Speaking of it, seeing people, uh, I've looked it up, and uh, the answer is uh, not strawberry jam, but silicone. Uh, the blob itself was, which actually makes sense. There's a few shots, you know, where it looks kind of clear at the edges. Yeah. Um, uh, it says the blob itself. Oh, this is off of Wikipedia. Uh, the blob itself. So you, you know, you know, you can't trust it. It's on Wikipedia. Um, we're on a we're on a tear tonight. Yeah, what are we? Uh, what yeah. are we? Uh, high school teachers in 2008? <laughs> I know, right? Um, uh, we're 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 incels. That's the that's the theme. Do incels not like Wikipedia? We hate women and Wikipedia. I mean, we hate women all for the sure. Yeah. <laughs> but speak for yourself when you say you hate Wikipedia. It's got a W in it, all right? I don't know. Maybe a woman wrote it. We oh, can't trust oh, anything. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You're those silly women. Don't go, don't, don't go talking crazy now. <laughs> they don't have access to the internet. Well, they shouldn't be. Women can't, women can't write? <laughs> women can't read? <laughs> I'm going to keep any of this in. Um, yeah, keep this all, I'm keeping all of it. <laughs> Out of spite as well. <laughs> Out of spite. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, yeah, the blob, as it says on Wikipedia, it says, the blob itself was made from silicone with increasing amounts of red vegetable dye that was added as it absorbed people. But she was red the whole time. No, it actually wasn't. When no. it comes out of the the meteor oh, at that's the right, beginning, we were joking that it looks like cum. That it looks like cum because it's <laughs> sort of like it's milky colored kind yeah, it's of. Yeah, it's, clear. it's clear. Yeah, when when the hobo's playing with it on the stick, which I will like say, you do with cum. I was gonna say when you find a strange goo, like you do, you do play oh, with it with yeah. a stick. Like that is that is what you do. Like that is. That's a certified, like, dude's rock kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, like, when you consider the implication of it being so red, is, yeah. you know, it being liquefied people. Yeah, exactly. That's a bit spookier than just silly jello monster. Yeah, it would... I, and again, I know because of the time that it was made, you can't show certain things and, like, effects don't allow for it. But if we had just seen... Even if we had just seen it, like, on people more. Like, if they yeah. just... Th- if they just draped it on people some more... So, like, we get an idea that it is, you know, like, we, we feel like we're yeah. seeing it, like... I did consuming like the shot people. of it on the doctor when it was all over his head. And yeah, stuff. it's a very quick shot. I kind of liked that too. I wish there was. I wish there was a bit more of that. Like I kind of like it too. Like when they first take the hobo back to the doctor's office and it's like slowly like working its way up his arm. Yeah. Um, and you know, getting bigger and like we they they keep covering him up with a blanket for some reason. Um. And the doctor, like, while he's on the phone, he, like, sees the blanket moving. It looks um, like he's... Yeah, it looks like the, 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 the hobo's jerking, jerking it. it. He just woke up and started going to town. 
I mean, yeah, like there's there's some. <laughs> what do you mean? He's got, he's got that gelatin hand. I don't know. Put the pieces together. Figure it out. Do the math. The acid hand that dissolves things. Yeah, I want to put that on my penis. Yep. Well, okay. You're the expert. So, uh... (laughs) And? (laughs) I don't know. Um, But no, I do do like that one effect where after it's eaten his hand, it's still kind of a clear mold. We we were joking that it looks like one of those gummy rats. Yeah. um, But in a handshake. Really, really more like uh, those, the, like the... Sticky hands. Yeah, the sticky hands. Yeah, slap hands. I had, I had so many of those when I was a kid. Yeah, you ever slapped around by them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really hurt. It's like soft, stretchy gelatin. Well, that's kinda. why you slap people with them. I know. Yeah. Used to have fights well, with slapped. um with my friends. We'd and they'd get tangled up, and then you'd have to spend five minutes trying to untangle I, I them. Think that was you and me at some point. <laughs> I mean, it almost certainly was. In our childhood, yeah. Yeah. Um, slap hands. Yeah, it looks like that yeah, for a minute yeah. while it's on the hobo's arm. So you think it got that cream cheese? <laughs> I know. No, by the time it's an anniversary episode, we got to do callbacks. And by the time, by the time getting that cream cheese came around, I had sort of grown out of the 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 slap hand, the, yeah. the sticky hands. You, you'd moved from slap hands to just slapping people with your hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's that getting it, that cream cheese. Yeah, it hurts more. That's mm. why you you do it with the. What episode was that where we talked about the cream cheese? Twilight? Twilight. I Twilight, so. yeah, I think. I think so. That um, feels like a million years ago. It does, doesn't it? And and it was only like four episodes ago, maybe. Four. I don't know. Yeah, which was like three weeks ago. What like, are we doing? Yeah. Well, a podcast. Yeah. Doing a podcast about the blob. Is this the one? Um, The one that breaks us? <laughs> yeah, maybe. What's the point? Uh, I, I Why are we say, here? What are we doing? The scene where... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Steve McQueen runs into his friends and they're like challenging him to a race backwards. Yeah, that's so weird. That's weird because it those characters like those characters are introduced yeah. as like bullies, yeah. but then they're like friends immediately after that. I thought that yeah. was a little strange. I mean, we're just talking about in our childhood slappity. Well, doing yeah. the slappities. They they race friends their cars. Bullies. It's all a blur in your youth. They race their cars backwards for about. Half a block. Yeah. Right by and a police car. Yeah, the, the police car is parked four feet away from the... The blocking really makes it feel like he was right next to him the whole time. And uh, he pulls Steve McQueen over, and maybe the most oh, bizarre conversation I've ever so seen. It feels like they improv that, but they like they didn't really know it what they were... It felt like doing. I was having a stroke. It was, Same. yeah, it was... It was <laughs> I think you should leave shit. He just, like, the police officer comes up and starts asking him questions, and immediately Steve McQueen melts and starts acting like a baby. Like, like yeah. it, 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 it's like some, I think you should leave shit. I don't know if it's like, supposed, I don't know if it's supposed to be... It starts acting like a toddler, be... was like, I don't, I don't... Oh, I don't know. Better, lo- better lock me up. Lock yeah. me up, officer. I'll never, I won't do it again. Oh, I swear to God. I, yeah, I mean, like, both him and, and the, the police officer are like blubbering and stammering through the whole scene. It's this so is strange. They don't put a full sentence together at any point. I, for, I forget what the line is specifically, but he goes something. It's something like, "Well, you better grit. You better get back home now." And it's like that's the. I mean, like, film's expensive, but, like, really? That's the take you're going with? Like, 
fucking for real. Strange. It's so weird. I, I, I've seen way better acting in uh, uh, adult films. It, <laughs> it, it, it felt better. sort of. It felt sort of like they were trying to like. I don't know, make make them seem like dumb kids, you know, sort of like cowering in the face of authority. Or, or, but or again, like he's, it's he's like playing up being youthful to the cop to get away with but it. But he look, but he but looks, but he looks like in his, but he looks like he's like thirty eight years he old. He looks like three like, years younger than the cop. Yeah, it's well, yeah. I did. I I was curious actually that that interaction specifically. I did look up the the actor who plays the the cop. I can't remember the actor's name, but he actually was thirty eight when they filmed that. <laughs> so he was only ten years older than Steve McQueen. <laughs> Don't smoke, kids. but they don't. God but damn. they don't look. They don't look that. They look about the same age. Yeah, yeah it's it's just it's so bizarre. What was that scene? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Hit supposed. Us up. Let I us think, know. I think that whole scene is supposed to be sort of like setting up that, like, oh, the the kids are. They love pulling pranks. They're they're playing pranks. They're getting into japes and monkey shines. Yeah, well, right after he meets back up with the friends. Tomfoolery, and the, even. The friends retell the story about how they're, like, basically pretending to steal the other friend's car. From outside his yeah. house, yeah. They pretended that they'd broken down and were pushing it, and they talked the cop into helping them push it down the street. Yeah. So and they, then the friend comes out, and he's like, why are you stealing my yeah. car? Yeah, these fucking hooligans. These hooligans. These these little these little forty year old rascals. <laughs> it's a real tunnel snake behavior. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know what? Yes, you're right. It is some real tunnel snake behavior. Tunnel snakes rule. Tunnel snakes rule. <laughs> but yeah, like immediately after that, then they they go and run into to these these same guys who we thought were like bullies before and they're like hey why don't you come on down to the cinema with us and go to the spook the midnight spook show <laughs> the midnight spook <laughs> spook the, the midnight spook <laughs> <laughs> what it's fuck <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the midnight spook. <laughs> what? What the? What is Cleave going is on? In tears from this. I'm so confused. <laughs> Me too. You said the midnight spook. I the midnight spook show. I stumbled over my words like we all do, and I could have just edited it out since it's an audio medium. You probably but still should. No, since you just had a total fucking meltdown, I have to leave it in now. What the fuck, man? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm a broken it. man. We're broken. Oh, well, the movie wasn't that bad. Well, okay. No, so no, well, we've seen way worse. The doctor, way worse. the doctor sends Stephen McQueen out to investigate, and they go out and they look at this asteroid, and they're all just chucking the rock around, being like, "Oh, this is an astronaut. You know, this is a an asteroid. You're wrecking me now. <laughs> it's an astronaut. <laughs> Yo, look at this rock. It's an asteroid." <laughs> 
It was, uh, what, what was the turn of phrase he used? Uh, it was through the galaxies. It was, uh, hot rodding through the galaxies. Oh, yeah, you're telling me this, this rock was hot rodding through the stars? I love that. I thought that was a good line. That was, those very 50s and, and Tuttle Snakes rule. Yeah. This hot rod, this hot rockin' rodin' and... This hot rock is hot rodding through the, the hot, galaxies. Hot rodding and rodding and rollin'. Rodding and rollin'. Yeah. Meanwhile, the the doctor is being slurped by the yeah. by the goo, getting swamped by the man man. I like. Oh man, so much of this movie is, is just fucking talking. Um, yeah. I do kind of like the scene where we they hate that on this podcast. I mean, in a in a movie about a big blob that's supposed to be eating people, mm-hmm. I would prefer more of that and less of, and less of the talking. Because <laughs> um, so much of the talking is just Steve McQueen trying to convince somebody that there's a big blob blobbing around, and then being like, mm, "I don't know." Yeah. Well, the funniest scene was when uh, you know they. Bring the police officers to the doctors. Yes, office. I was going to get into that um, because <laughs> who is that old lady who <laughs> that just shows old lady up? Was who is she? <laughs> she was the one, she's the lady who's supposed to be minding the office while he's gone. He calls her on the phone before Steve McQueen shows up, and he says, "All right, I'm heading out on my weekly." No, trip he calls. He with calls my boyfriend. Wasn't wasn't he calling to the hotel? Yeah, he was he's calling his boyfriend to the hotel. It's pretty. There's, there's some gay undertones in this movie, if I'm being real. Maybe I'm projecting a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there's the there's the cop who has his radio chess boyfriend. He has his radio and, chess boyfriend. And the two uh, tunnel snakes who uh, don't go after women. They uh, go after each other, very clearly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. They're, they're, always, they're always playing touchy games with yeah. each other. Yeah, pretty fucked that's up. Just good, that's just good old-fashioned roughhousing. Yeah, back when men were men. <laughs> back when men were men. With before, each other. Before, before Budweiser was gay and trans. That's right. Fucked up. The, uh... <laughs> God. <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. God, I regret everything. Oh, my God. That was... It sounded too sincere. I'll swear. <laughs> I'm really canceled over that. Um, uh... So no. you can clip just that. Yes. Thank God, yeah. No, I do, I do, like, uh, sorry, this is like a segue on a segue. We'll get back to the old lady in the doctor's office in a second. But I I thought it was very funny how in the police station, they open up the one guy's drawer, and they see he has a whole chessboard in the middle of play. And he says, oh, what's this? You play chess? He says, well, you know, it gets real lonely here at night, so I just kind of play with myself. And then the two other guys leave to go investigate the, the doctor's office, and we cut to a scene where this guy, he pulls out his chessboard, and he, he pulls out the radio, and he calls in to assumedly another police department, whereas I'm I'm saying lover is on the other line, and they yeah. start playing a chess game with each other. It's the, like, why didn't he tell the yeah. other cops? Talk about like, superfluous world building too. Like nothing comes of that. I know. I thought for like they they make such a big deal about him yeah, playing chess. I thought that. You know, maybe the he was gonna have to sit down and play chess with the blob at the they, end or they, something. Do, 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 like do, do. I thought it was gonna pay off script, somehow. Script wise, they were literally setting up the chess pieces. Wow. See, I thought he was gonna have to call the guy on the other line to get help. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, even that would have been anything. something. Yeah. Anything. The blob yeah. could. I, I don't give a shit. The blob could have eaten him while he was playing chess. I don't care. But you got to do something with that setup because we spent so much time on it. Yeah. And it's just empty. It's just filler. 
Yeah, so that's so much of this movie. Yes. So much of this movie is people standing around in rooms and talking or talking to each other on the phone. Like, like, Meanwhile, the blob is killing people off screen, off camera, because they keep being like, oh, I, I went over to uh, so-and-so restaurant and they, they were already, looked like they were already closed up for the night. And I could, there was nobody in there. So presumably the blob got them. We don't see that. Instead, we see f- these motherfuckers standing around in rooms being like, oh, you kids and your fucking uh, monkey shines and your your japes. You your japes. Your japes. And yeah. Your, uh, I, I just... Uh, playing, playing kidding. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, so much of this movie is superfluous. Superfluous. The uh, them going up to the cabin is superfluous too. Like nothing comes of that. They Except the, the dog. They dog find. Eat. They find the dog. They do. They that uh, they then throw on the ground and multiple dog. times throughout the movie. She, yeah, she carrying that dog. She like drops it out of the car and stuff. Like completely just. <laughs> Just rude. Just she's, she's rude. And then she gets like, worried st- about it, even though she just abandons it over and over yeah. to the point where they're like, "Oh, we'll just let it get eaten by the blob. We'll just accept that, you know." Yeah, but then they go, then they they run into their friends and they're like, "Oh, the blob ate the little dog," and they're like, "No, we just saw the little dog running down the street." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, good." <sighs> The old lady in the doctor's office. Yeah, back to that. I, I do think that is worth mentioning because it is, it is a, I think, a pretty funny scene. Yeah. Just because, like, they, they go into the, they bring the cops in the doctor's office and, like, one of the rooms is, like, locked from the inside and the window's locked. They have to break one of the windows to get in. And they get inside, they see that, like, it's all, you know, it's all torn up and stuff and, like, furniture's turned over and everything and they're like, well, how did this happen? If uh, One of the cops is like, you kids must have locked the door from the inside with a piece of string. See, I mean, I feel like this sequence with a more skilled director could be mysterious and spooky. Yeah. Like, a room completely locked with no one in it from the inside. Yeah. You know, the implication is clear as day, you know? Right. Yeah, but instead, they immediately deflate any sort of tension by having this random old woman in her bathrobe and curlers bumble into the doctor's office and start being like, Oh, doctor, so-and-so is going to be so so, uh, upset when he gets back from his medical conference that... I gotta clean up this this mess, and they're like, it's a crime scene. they're like, no, ma'am, it's a crime scene. We need to dust for fingerprints. She's like, oh, but can I clean up around the fingerprints? Just character actor shit, fifties character yeah. actor shit. This lady was probably in like twelve westerns, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's your pretty usual fare for the time. Um, but the thing about this in particular, though, is like good character actor stuff usually can still be brought into the plot somehow or. Um, is at least engaging across the characters. But here, like, she's... When she's first introduced, she's saying words, and then the police officer says... Asks questions at her, and then she just says entirely different words. (laughs) Like, they're just sort of saying different lines, and... Talking past each other. Talking past each other, and there's no... Like, it's so weird. Like, I mean, the character does have purpose. It's to kind of push the skepticism on the police officers. Because this... Scenario yes. is very strange yeah. and mysterious, and suddenly she appears 
and assuages any worries that they may have. I mean, I guess, but it's like they're kind of already on their way out when she shows up. So, like, I don't know. It just sort of feels like it's... Oh, I'm, I'm saying the purpose, not the execution. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah, it, yeah, it just sure. it just kind of, like, it not. sucks the tension out of the, out of the, the scene sure. uh, completely. Which, like, there wasn't much to begin with, but, like, you're right. In, in the hands of a, a more competent director, like, that scene could have been creepy and, and mysterious. But, I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, it's... It doesn't help that, like... The movie is just shot, like, very flatly. There's nothing really creative going on in terms of, like, the cinematography. So just, like, on top of it being narratively boring, it's also, like, not interesting to look at either. Except for I I did amuse myself by watching for the little puffs of smoke coming up behind (laughs) Steve McQueen when he was on camera. I only noticed it once. Not counting the, uh the diner scene at the end because i don't feel like oh no no i was joking about that that's supposed to because the diner's on fire so there's actual smoke oh and also weird superimposed bad smoke yeah oh yeah Yeah. when uh, once they get outside of the diner i i think i saw some some smoke once in the scene where they're at the police station when uh his his dad shows up or they're both the kids parents yeah. show up yeah the the one the one that's like most noticeable is in that scene that we talked about already where they're like under the willow tree and he's like giving his little monologue or whatever there's just like smoke drifting up <laughs> over his shoulder yeah. It's like, they couldn't have even been like, Steve, just put it out for the shot. You can light it right back up after this. I think that would imply that anyone on set cared. I mean, they were probably all also, like, everybody behind the camera was probably all Smoking. also. Because yeah. I feel like back in the 50s, is it was like the peak of when they were, like, the advertising was pushing that, like, cigarettes were good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, some real, like, Don Draper shit. Man, I wish. Because <laughs> smoking cigarettes is cool. <laughs> Sorry, kids, it is. It looks cool. You look good doing it. You f- you feel cool. Well, you, you do it taste you getting those fucking gross feet. Yeah, well, I don't know. As long as you're not trying to pretend to be a 17-year-old, I think it's okay to look rugged. <laughs> look at John Wayne. <laughs> he was a nut. <laughs> He was another chain smoker. (laughs) And a drunk. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know what I'm doing, man. One of the other other scenes I liked was uh, uh, the grocery store scene, where they go to the grocery store, and they find that it's unlocked. And so they go in to investigate... And the blob is in there. Well, yeah, and uh, and Jane uh, knocks over a whole a bunch of beans, a, bunch, like a whole big stand of canned beans and stuff, because she's you know a hysterical, clumsy woman. I love how uh, Steve's inclination after hearing her scream is not to run around the aisle up to get over. to her; it's up and over. Yeah. He Which knocks is... over a bunch of boxes of Ritz, Ritz crackers. 
But yeah, they they run over. It's maybe the most dynamic, the most actions uh, centric moment in the whole film. Yeah. Well, is when she off. knocks over some cans and he jumps over a grocery store shelf. It's <laughs> the most thrills, the most excitement that the movie has to offer. Well, they run and lock themselves in the meat locker. Yes. And we get what they mentioned in the song. What they did promise us. Yes. Which, you know, I I do think that, especially in hindsight, you know, in the song they list all of the things that the blob does, right? You know, creeps and leaps, glides and slides. Um, And I would say, like, in the movie it does, like, maybe two of those things total. It does slide under the door. It creeps. It creep, but it does not leap. It never once leaps, nor does it glide. Did you see it glide? It didn't really slide either much. It slides under the door, oh, so I'll, yeah, I'll give them that. But did it ever get on the walls? Yeah, it came through the walls in the. Uh, I mean, it came. Here. Yeah, it, it came, came through it, the came, vent. it came through the through the window, but like it wasn't like on the wall or anything. The song is false advertising, is what I'm saying. Yeah. More exciting than the movie. I was well, waiting for this... That's clear, yeah. I was waiting for this thing to start leaping. Yeah. And gliding. I will say, I really like the effect of it coming under the door. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good looking effect. puppet looking thing. Um, that was pretty fun. Doesn't seem particularly threatening. I like when it, com- it goes um, back out through the door. It's clearly just a reverse. Yeah, yeah. they just reverse the shot. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, they realize, well, they have the revelation a little bit later when they're trapped in the diner, but it doesn't come in and get them because it doesn't like the cold. That's its... its That's oh, the big twist. It's one weakness. That's the M. Night Water thing yeah basically although i would say slightly more reasonable logic (laughs) that the 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 gooey monster uh could be frozen uh more so than aliens not liking water (laughs) Um, i will say the uh the blob in this movie it looks kind of tasty I, yeah, I would eat it. Jam, I would eat it. Yeah, it looks oh, good. Which, which would you rather snack on? Uh, the blob or the stuff? Ooh. I'm a, okay, well, so you're, what you're really asking is strawberry jam or yogurt. Uh, I'm going to go whipped cream. Or whipped cream. Yeah, I mean, strawberry. Really? Back I when I was, uh, like, real poor college and shit, I'd, I'd get strawberry preserves at the store because they were, like, the sweetest like thing you can get for really cheap that still has, like, fruit in it. And I just sometimes I just snack on strawberry jam. Wow, that's that's something. Yeah, it was pretty cheap. Good for you. Yeah, um, I would I would eat the stuff. I uh, think. Me too. I yeah. think it does look like something you can't get enough of. Just can't get enough. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I feel like after eating the blob for a little bit, like I I would have had enough at a certain yeah. point. You know. I don't think I could eat the whole blob. You know, maybe a little bit of a taste. It's pretty rich, I think. That that yeah. deep red color, you know, it's uh the flavor is probably very condensed. Too iron heavy from all the the blood and liquefied. Yeah, it, it would probably taste pretty bad, actually. <laughs> the effects are such a mixed bag in this movie. Sometimes they look pretty good. Sometimes they look like dog shit. What did you guys think of the the scene 
at the movie theater when we see the blob <laughs> attack the projectionist. Because that's, like, supposed Dude. to be, like, the standout sequence of the movie that I always hear people talk about. Yeah. Well, I thought it was cute. That's yeah, about it. At, at best, I feel like it's it's too it's too little. Like it I was a little underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I kind of like it attacking the projectionist and whatever. Like it kind of like stands up and sort of like flops on him. And it yeah, cuts away from it that. Come out the vent and yeah. like you well, know come full size like a person and I I like posing a little bit. I like the shot of it like oozing out of, like, the projectionist windows. I was waiting for that scene to continue and get, like, some some more of the blob, like, oozing into the theater. Like, I would have loved to see it, like, dripping down over the seats and have, like, one of those really shitty effects where, like, they've got the shot of it coming down the seats and, like, all the people are, like, running away from it, like, uh, uh, you know, superimposed on top of it. Yeah, well, I, I was expecting... Since the, projectioner di- the projectionist didn't change out the the reels, I was expecting it to come in front of the projection and turn it from white to red. Yeah, see, know, that would have been light, something. Uh, goes through it. I do think it was very funny how there's about ten people in the, the movie theater. Oh my but god. like, just 40 people run out. It's if not more, it's like it's so many people run out of that movie theater. Well, what I what I'm pretty sure it was is they got multiple shots of the same group of people running out of the theater and then just ran them all back to back so it looks like fucking yeah. 50 people I come mean, running out of the theater cuz when they gather across the street it's like a much smaller group of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean the layout of that theater is kind of confusing in general because like it seems like uh, the interior stuff they're shooting of like the people are in like the balcony because they're looking down at this really tiny screen yeah you know, surrounded by a ton of curtain and so i would assume like there was a first floor down there but at the same time when we get the reverse shot of it coming out of the projection you know windows it looks like there's only one floor in general. Right. Well, I see I assumed too that in a town this small where like everybody knows each other by name, I assumed that it would be like a one theater movie house, right? Like yeah. they've got the one screen. Yeah. yeah, but I've been to small towns where they have like a one screen theater that still has like a balcony. You know, that's so. actually the kind I was sure. Thinking. Yeah, I guess yeah, I, I guess me. that's true. But uh, my my point too is that like a, me, like batches of people come out like they're coming from multiple yeah. like yeah. screens. Because again, like we see all the people who are in that theater, and it's not nearly as many as no. come running out. So like there must be other screens. That's fucking nitpicky as shit but um, i no, i was trying I mean, to like trying to entertain myself the the spatial design of it is very weird yeah and like you know going from that scene to the next where we get kind of the blob really changes form in this bit you know because it it slides down the street i guess you could say towards yeah. this little diner and uh i i actually like the shot of you know, it's like a miniature or a mat 
painting of yeah. the diner. Oh, and they and just get... slap the blob against it? Yeah, it's like in front of it. <laughs> well, not when it's on top of it, because that looks like shit. It looks like it's airbrushed. And like the rest of the movie, the blob is like reddish, but when it's covering the diner, it's like gray for some reason. Yeah, I think it's but the they're obviously like there's a matte painting behind that too, and it's also the same shot as when they drop the uh, the power line on it, so they have to like draw you know the the a little electricity effects all over, which I thought was cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's just because like they're. They're really struggling to match the lighting. Yeah. So I feel but, like you know, they made it gray to make it look dark, but yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird, weird because, like, on the other hand, when they're in the cellar of this diner, which I was kind of confused about why this diner has, like, this big cellar, but whatever. Though the windows are covered by the blob, which is outside. And that looks pretty good, actually. Yeah. It's like, you know, though the windows look particularly gooey mm-hmm. rather than looking like just a red light or something but i i, I find it's it really funny when uh the police officers and firemen outside are like we'll cut the power line and it'll fall and you know burn through this and uh they do and it doesn't work and the fireman is just like well it didn't work that, okay, yeah, that whole part was really weird because, like, yeah, we see the power line fall on the blob. We see, like, it get electrocuted, and then we just, like, cut to this two-shot of the police chief and a fireman standing there, and they're like, it didn't work. Yup. And then they keep talking, they're like, well, now the diner's on fire. <laughs> and it's like, we never do a cut to the diner no, and see that it's no. on fire. It's just holding on this two shot of them standing there looking at it, describing what they're seeing. Well, instead and the of- assumption is like, the the diner is on fire underneath Yeah, the blob. how did it catch on fire if the blob is like completely covering it? But yeah, they'll just be like, we never we never see that the diner is on fire. No. They we just get a say little bit of smoke. In, in the, the basement. Cellar. Yeah, they they're wafting some smoke in there. Mm-hmm. So we you know we know that there's a fire upstairs, but there we never see like anything burning. Well, it's solely so they have a ticking clock at the end. Yeah, because they're like we have about uh, ten minutes of oxygen. As if, as left. if the as if the enormous gelatinous monster that has completely <laughs> engulfed the diner with them inside is not enough of a ticking clock. Yeah, why do you need a fire on top of that? Yeah, well, Steve grabs a fire extinguisher to try to put out some of this fire, um, and it hits some of the blob, and the blob like retreats. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's why it didn't get us in the meat locker, because it doesn't like the cold. We have to tell them to get as many fire extinguishers as they can find and and quick. Which, small credit, we originally thought that the blob left them to go eat the dog. But actually, it left them because it was cold in the meat locker. That's good. Small praise. Sure. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll give it that. I, I, that, was, that, was, that was cute. The, I like how... <laughs> quote unquote like how uh they they the way they communicate 
back to the police outside is that before they ran into the basement, they had been talking to the police on the phone and they just dropped the phone. So the police are still on the line. So Steve is just like shouting up the stairs is like, Hey, you got it's CO2. It doesn't like the CO2. You got to get as many CO2 extinguishers you can find. And then the cops are like passing the phone back and forth. They're like, what? CO2? What do you say? We got to get the CO2? Where how where are the fire extinguishers? How many fire extinguishers do you got over at the fire station? That's about when I fell asleep. Well, uh, the the incredibly exciting um, part that you missed is... They break into the school. They break into the school, the high school, because that's the place in town that has the most fire extinguishers. Um, so they all run to the school to get fire extinguishers, and they come back, and they're all spraying spraying the, the foam off camera. Um, we don't we don't actually see yeah. them spraying the blob. Uh, and while they're doing that, the the police chief is on the phone with somebody in Washington. He got a hold of like Washington, like the yeah. government. He's like, I need you to send the biggest cargo plane you got because we got to this thing won't stay frozen for long. We got to take it. Uh, yeah, he's like, no, don't drop a bomb. That'll spread <laughs> it all over the country. Yeah, you don't want to bomb it. We're we're, we're going to freeze it. But then you got to send a cargo plane to take it up to the Arctic and drop it there. So it'll stay frozen forever. And then that's exactly... That's when I woke back up. And and then, then, yeah, it it just cuts to a wide shot of just, like, the frozen tundra and, like, something with some parachutes. A little box. A little box with parachutes way off in the distance landing on, like, the ice field. And then it says, the end, question mark? The end morphs into a big question mark. That's right, yeah. Little did they know, 30 years later in Antarctica... Some Swedish researchers oh would God. stumble upon the unknown horror. And, no, that's uh, it, opposite poles. They dropped that in the Arctic. The thing is in the Antarctic. They didn't say whether it's the Arctic or Antarctic, did they? They did yeah. say, yeah. They okay. said you got to take it up north to the okay. Arctic. Okay, okay. So there's there's uh, eldritch horrors awaiting at both either poles. pole. Yeah, both poles. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, That's nice. like yeah. counting Santa Claus. Oh my, yeah. What if Santa Claus finds the blob? They, they do the funniest thing at the end here with the end title card and then a big question mark. Yeah. Like, that's... So funny. Well, I like too that I, I there's think sort of a global warm, accidental global warming message in there where they're like, "Well, we got to take it to the Arctic, so we'll be fa- safe as long as it doesn't unfreeze." Yeah, it's the like end? will the Arctic stay frozen forever. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, well, that's, yeah, the that's blob, a the now. blob would be waking up right about now. I do, I do think that there is a second one um, before the Probably. remake. I, I, there's one. Okay, called Beware the Blob in 1972. <laughs> like the yeah, exactly. Um, does not have Steve McQueen in. Oh, bummer. Yeah, where do you even go for a sequel? Like that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm watching the trailer on IMDb, and it does just sort of look like... 
I mean, it, the the effects, it looks better. <laughs> looks better. <laughs> but it does, again, just sort of look like the blob um, in, like, a, uh, just like a small town. Do we have anything else to say about this movie? No. No. Okay. Um, Why don't you give it a rating? Oh, do I have to go first? Um, Please, you go first. Uh, I don't know. I'm sitting somewhere between a two and a two and a half. Um, is it too, too mean? I, I fall asleep, man. I yeah. Think, I think it's a two. Ben. Happy anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the warm-up. This is the aperitif. Yeah. Beware of the blob. Um, yeah, this is a two out of five. That's, that's about right. Yeah, I like the Technicolor, and, like, this is, like, the epitome of, like, 50s B movie, but doesn't really do much for me, and it doesn't really hold up very well, you know, 70 years later. Yeah. Well, speaking of aperitifs, uh, I'm gonna give it a two as well. I also uh, thought it was pretty boring. Um, I I'm I must say I'm I'm kind of confused why this is in the Criterion Collection. Well, I had a I had a question. I forgot about it, but I just remembered it. Considering this is a, a movie from the fifties, is this the Red Blob of Communism? Hmm. It keeps expanding. And, the more and, consu- and overtaking people. And consuming people. And, and the and more people it consumes, the, the bigger, bigger it grows. gets. Yeah, it probably is. Probably. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I mean, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is, right? So, I've like, it's every... It's fair to assume anything that came any, out. Yeah, something, something, any, zeitgeist, something, something. Yeah, it is red, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Literally a red scare. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, all right. <laughs> Yeah, um, moving on with our lives. Baff- baffling to me that this is in the Criterion Collection and the '80s remake is not. Um, on that subject, obviously, that's what we're talking about next week. Uh, this is a movie that I thankfully even yes, mercifully. <laughs> um, the the real the real reason we did all of this to begin with, because um, thank thankfully, like I I can speak to the quality of of the remake yes uh it's it's fantastic i'm i'm surprised that it took us six years to get to it honestly um so long overdue that'll be next week which will hopefully be a more coherent episode than whatever the fuck this was happy anniversary um give me the can i mean the shelf the shelf Sponsor time! Beware of the sponsor. It leaps and it creeps and it scrapes and it leaps out the door. Stinker. Alright, alright. This uh, this episode was brought to you by the ghoul who wants to know if you have any games on your phone. Oh man, I was wishing for some games on my phone during this movie. That's as though you kept peering over me and drooling and saying, you got games on your phone? You got Angry Bird on there? I sure don't. <laughs> There's enough angry for this bird already. I don't need the game. I don't know any other games on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I only know you got it. Candy Crush. I, oh, yeah, you got Candy Crush. You got that one. Nope. What? <laughs>
Um, what about Fruit Ninja? I'd rather die. What about Flappy Bird? I've only got one bird for you. Alright, that'll do it for us this week. Go tell your friends about go, pod people. Go tell your friends that... Warn them, tell them to stay away. <laughs> beware <laughs> of that podcast <laughs> that has somehow... Uh, been chugging along for six years. Um, but now that we've done six seasons, we have to do a movie. So I guess the movie's going to be the next block. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we do a movie every week, Clayfland. <laughs> um, uh, uh, if you want to wish us happy birthday, the best way to do that is to uh, go leave us a five-star rating. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Well, five-star well, rating. A five-star five cake. A five-star cake rating. Or join our Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Give us money. We've earned it, I think. Have we? I don't know. That's up to you. Uh, you figure it out. Um, shout out to our honorary pod boys, Sam, Zach, Micah, and Mitchell. Y'all are the best. And uh, Thank you. We know that if nobody else is listening, you are at least. <laughs> um you can also follow us at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. My recommendation for this week is there's a new HBO docuseries called Telemarketers. I haven't seen all of it yet, um, but it's basically about uh, the filmmaker started working uh, at a large telemarketing firm in New Jersey at age 14 and uh, just carried around a camera recording like seven years worth of his experience there. And the documentary is just kind of about like all the fucking crazy illegal shit that went on uh, in the the country's biggest telemarketing scam. It's really interesting. Yeah, I've heard a lot of hype about it. I know the Safdies uh, produced, produced it. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. I've, I've only watched the first episode uh, at this point, but I really liked it a lot. It's only three episodes. Um, so check that out. Well, I'm going to recommend a TV show as well. Um, there's this show called Nirvana the Band, the show. And it's this uh, strange Canadian comedy show. These two 20-something losers have a band called Nirvana the Band. And they really want to play a show at the local uh, venue. And so they get into outlandish schemes to try to convince them to to book them. And uh, it does a really fun thing where it blends reality footage with scripted stuff where they'll have like scripted scenes they do but they'll do it out in public and get people's genuine reactions and stuff um it's very very funny i would absolutely recommend it it's one of the the best shows the past few years where is that streaming uh well it was originally on vice TV or Viceland or whatever, so I don't know. I was gonna say, is that even still a thing anymore? Um, But I'm sure you can find it if you look hard enough. Okay. Fair enough. I got a cool sponsor this week. A sponsor, sorry. Shout out this week. I need the sponsor. Um, uh, You got Google's on your phone. This one's a cool one. Um, (laughs) You. 
You good? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if I am. Um, right. So, uh, uh, DirectXP and uh, Horror Visuals and many others are putting on an indie horror showcase um, in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. Um, follow DirectXP on Twitter. Follow Horror Visuals as well. Awesome ch- ch- uh, uh, content creator. Get excited. It's going to be a whole string of incredible trailers and uh, just a, a celebration of indie horror games as a whole. So, Is there a date for that? I don't remember. It might have already <laughs> happened by the time this episode no, comes no, out. We're it's, recording it's in October. this. Okay, I was gonna say we're recording this way in advance. Oh yeah, that's true. We are recording it way in advance. But uh, yeah, uh, this comes out like soon. the first week of uh, this. Is yeah, out, it's like, probably soon. Uh, hopefully, uh, and uh, yeah, go go check it out. <laughs> it happened yesterday. <laughs> it might be happening right now. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, you should go go look at. Well, regardless, it's there's a Steam sale associated with it as well. So check out some of the cool games. And I'm sure you'll, even if it has passed at this point, you'll be able to watch the trailers and stuff. Those will, I assume those will be on YouTube or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So watch the trailers. (laughs) Um, All right. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Come back for part two of our six year podiversary next week as we blob it up even more. Until then... We're gonna creep and leap and glide and slide. You keep putting it to the the police Navi da theme. <laughs> Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the